Often on Mother's Day, I get the opportunity to speak and to preach and to encourage the congregation, specifically moms. Um, and uh, <laughs> uh, I, I know, um, well, my heart towards, towards this congregation is the heart of a mom. And uh, I don't know how that happened, honestly, to feel that much mothering spirit toward you, um, but God did it, and so I blame him. <laughs> but today I would like um, to, to share the platform with some great moms. Now, I know a lot of great moms, but unfortunately we couldn't all get up here. That would just be weird because then the guys would be all sitting out here by themselves, and that would be weird. Anyway, but I believe that the Lord has a message for you, even if you're not a mom. You might be a, a dad or just a random dude sitting out there or somebody who's not a mom. Um, but I believe that the Lord has a message for you, and it's going to come through the things that these amazing moms Share. So if you will welcome with me our mom panel today. They're out of order. What happened? No. <laughs> oh, somebody's idea. Okay. Okay. Well, whatever. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Okay. Um, excuse me. I got I to gotta get myself in order. I know it is, especially when you've got coffee. You don't want to spill your coffee. That would be, that's so tragic. Anyway, let us begin. Uh, can I just pray ahead of time here? Jesus, I am so thankful for this day. I'm so thankful for this congregation and those who are joining us online. God, I pray for this time that we have, that God, your, your spirit will be rich in our midst that, Father, through the things that this group of ladies shares with this congregation, God, about motherhood, about mothering, that, God, there would be healing in the hearts of people, that there would be encouragement and spirit life that goes to each person. Father, we do praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. So we're going to start, first of all, by just, I'm going to have each one of them um, introduce themselves and kind of like where you are in your stage of life and if you're, you know, how long you've been at it. I don't even know what, how to, you know what I mean. Yeah. Right. Here we go. Let's start here. Hi, I'm Kathy Poisel and um, brother-in-law, you better be good to me out there. <laughs> um, my husband, John, and I are, uh, have been married for 30 years. We have five awesome children. Um, Let's see, 27, 25, 23, and 2 at 10. Um, we are the children's pastors here at House of the Lord. And um, let's see, what did I forget? That's it. And we love God and love being here. Did you say anything about grandkids? Oh, and I have two of the cutest little boy grandsons. Yes. This is Station 4. Uh, my name is Olivia Campbell. I am the single mom of a four-year-old daughter. Um, I've been attending House of the Lord here for a little over 10 years. Um, 
and love this house. Uh, my name is Ruth Erickson. I'm the operations director here at the church. Um, my husband, Severn, and I serve as an elder couple. And we have a blended family. So we have a yours, mine, and ours. Um, our oldest is 16, and then we have 11, 9, and then our little girl together is 5. She's very spicy. I'm Candy Craddock. My husband and I have been attending this church for 31 years. We've been married for 46 years, and um, we have four children, our daughter and three sons, and they are starting the march through the 40s decade. Um, I have been uh, involved in the school for 30 years. I'm the administrator at the school, and did I say all four of my kids graduated from this school? I have six grandchildren, three uh, granddaughters, and three grandsons. Shoot. Woo! Yes. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> uh, my name is Crystal Crager. My husband and I have been married 19 years this August. We have two teenage boys, 17 and 14. Um, I am the church administrator and bookkeeper here, and... We are a very busy family. My my both my boys do traveling sports, and it's yeah. So we're busy, busy, busy. But we've been a part of this church here for about twelve years, also, and we we love it here. So uh, my name is Lindsay Eckland. Uh, my husband and I are generations pastors here. We have been married for almost twelve years, and we have two boys and a girl, ages eight, five, and eight, six, and five. There you go. <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful. I'm so excited. Um, so I forgot to mention something. Um, if you have a question that you would like to ask the panel, uh, there is that number up there. I would just love it if some of you would uh, would ask a question of our panel. Okay, so I'm just going to start out by, I actually gave them some prepared um, questions just in case the flow of questions is a little bit slow. I know, I know people can feel awkward, like, is that really okay to do? Um, so I'm going to ask, I'm going to start with uh, Crystal. So Crystal, how do you balance home, excuse me, home life, work, having boys in different schooling models, sports, and spiritual life for yourself and your family? So... <laughs> Uh, close to a week ago, Robbie texted me this question, and <laughs> instantly I kind of giggled, and I was like, I don't. <laughs> I'm just the hot mess express at all times. No. Um, and then, actually, uh, we just had Bloom this last weekend, right? I mean, just, yeah, yeah. And Kara Grimm spoke about the power in our words, and so I was just like, I felt the Lord just be like, wait a minute. Yeah. And um, I do, I, I do, we do all of those things. Um, and I have learned to let, uh, Lindsay actually spoke a little bit on this in first service, but I've had to let some stuff go. Um, I've had to be okay with some of the balls dropping. My house is never as clean as I would like it to be. Um, the funny thing is this, the balls that normally drop are the ones that if you reflect on them, they don't really matter that much. It's more we care about what other people think, you know? Like, if I'm worried that my house isn't super clean, it's because I'm worried somebody might drop in and see our mess. And um, so I have learned to let all of that go. But 
really uh, by the grace of God, just every day taking it one day at a time and doing the best that I can because, yeah, we're, we're crazy busy. So, but it's good. It's all blessings. It's Thank good. you for saying yeah. that. You just have to, sometimes you just got to let it go. Yeah. yeah, remember back in the day, let it go, let it go. Yeah, don't sing it. Sorry, don't sing it. Don't bring it back up. Sorry. I don't know stuff. I, I don't know. Okay. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, Kathy, so um, what were your thoughts, and maybe John's thoughts, if he shared them with you, when you discovered you were carrying twin baby girls? Well, since he's not in the room, oh, he's down with the kids. I guess I get to... <laughs> Ooh, here we go. <laughs> um, well, the fact that um, I was pregnant 12 years after our youngest, David, you know, so there's a 12-year gap, I was overwhelmed and um, just asked, why are we doing this again? You know, but um, reflecting on it, I know that it was God's way of showing me that I was healed because in... September of 2009, I had a small stroke, and um, the doctors could not find anything wrong. There was no sign of a stroke, but I had every example of a stroke. And so then of March, April of 2010, we found out we were expecting. So I was overwhelmed, you know, um, and uh, it was just the thought of being pregnant with one and um, John was, of course, excited. He loves, I love children too, but he really loves children. And um, he um, immediately, as soon as we got the pregnancy test back, he started going, well, we can't have an only child because by the time that this one is this age, then all of the older kids are going to be out, and then they're going to be an only child, and I'm not going to have an only child. And, and he's doing all this in my ear, and I'm just going, whoa, put the brakes on. I said, we gotta, I gotta accept that I've got, I'm pregnant again and starting all over. And then, um, our first doctor's appointment, the doctor, um, started the ultrasound and said, um, I, I, I was looking at the ultrasound and thought, yeah, okay, yep, there's a baby. And I looked over at John and the doctor goes, two. I go, that's the dumbest joke ever. <laughs> and the doctor got very perturbed at me, and he says, no, or she says, no. And she zooms back on the computer, and she circles the head of each baby. <sighs> I looked over at John, and he's just beaming from ear to ear. <laughs> so now I've got to process through all this. You know, and so we get out of the clinic, and um, oh, let me back up. He texts Johnny, our oldest, and says, two, and nothing else. And so, as we're getting out of the, the clinic, and he's just a step ahead of me, I took my purse and I thumped him in the hiney, and I said, Is your quiver full now? And he he gives me this grin out of the corner of his eye and keeps walking. And so we get in. But I was very overwhelmed at first, you know, because, um, of course, the stroke in the back of my, you know, was 
stressing me a little bit and everything. But um, I do have to share that God showed up, and through all my stress and my my worries, um, had a full-term pregnancy, two babies of one eight pounds and one six pounds, natural birth. Wow. And, you know, that wasn't what I did. I did nothing but be the host of what God was doing. Wow. And so, and, you know, they're healthy, normal children, you know, running around the wor- this place making lots of noise, too. And I am very thankful for them. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> that is so great. All right. This is for, um, so we're going to kind of just go down the line here. Um, Okay, what's the chore you dislike the most as a mom? Chore. Chore. The bathroom. Laundry. <laughs> the bathroom. The I have a laundry. House. I have a house full of boys, so oh. mine would be the toilet, the bathroom for sure, hands down. I hate it. It's terrible. It's the worst. <laughs> housework. Just yeah. housework in general. Okay. <clears throat> I will do your laundry if you cook me dinner. <laughs> I think it's probably laundry because you have to collect it all, wash it, dry it, fold it, and put it away. Right. Why is there so many steps? Like, uh... <laughs> um, I would have to say it used to be laundry, the folding part. Um, but in the house I live in right now that has light-colored flooring in the kitchen, and so it shows everything. And so I think that's my biggest peep. And then with the kids and the pets, I often threaten to get a bark collar for my carpet because of the hair. So I'd say the floors. Oh, man. I had light-colored floors because it made me clean the floors. Oh, my gosh. What kind of person says that? (laughs) Oh, dear. I... You know, I got to be honest, for me, I would rather clean the house. It's the, it's the actually cooking every single day. My goodness. I mean, we don't even have kids anymore, and I still have to cook every single day. Well, except when he, when he takes me out to dinner, which, uh, I mean, he says, here, let me cook tonight. So then, okay, I just, like, threw my husband under the bus. So sorry. <laughs> I can put some pressure on him. My husband cooks every night during the week. Wow. Bam. Okay, there it is. I just want to be real spiritual. <laughs> Comparison kills, y'all. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, uh, let's see here. This is a great question. I am going to ask... Um, I'm going to ask... Uh, Candy, um, how do you best honor your own mother while choosing to parent your children differently than she parented you? Oh, man. <laughs> Osage one. Okay, so one of the questions was, who is your mom inspiration? And it's really difficult because my folks were not saved when we were growing up, and do not did not parent the way my husband and I parent. And so what you do honor is the fact that 
she had us, and she will remind everybody over and over again that she has four great kids. She loves us dearly, and so it's easy to honor her because of her love for us. And you just don't ever point out anything different that you're doing that she didn't do so or did do. It's powerful. It's powerful. Thank you. What, um, Lindsay, I want to ask you a question. Um, what do you hope your kids remember about you? Um, I hope that they can see my love for Jesus and my heart for his people. Um, I hope that they feel loved all the time and that they, I try my best to be present. And so no matter what we're doing or what we're going through, if they have a need or if they just want to even sit in my lap or they still, I don't know, even during worship, they'll come up to me and just put their hands up. And it's like I try to live my life and be present with Jesus and just invite them into what I'm doing. And I, I hope that that is impactful to them and powerful for them. So good. Yes. Yes. Um, so, the, by the way, y'all are giving me some really good questions here. Um, I want to ask um, Ruth this question. Um, is it okay to take time for yourself? <laughs> yes, queen. <laughs> um I shared this in the last service, but sometimes we think that our kids will feel as valuable as we treat them. So like they'll love themselves and feel good if we just pour out our love for them. But really children create their self-concept based on how we as parents model our self-concept. So if I devalue myself, likelihood is my child's going to learn that kind of behavior, that they're going to devalue themselves. So while I think that the call of motherhood is sacrifice... I mean, there's just no getting around it. It starts out like, you know, hosting the presence of another. Um, and it just really does become about them. Um, however, there is this, you know, important piece of showing them that mommy is a person too. And I think boundaries are so important. If you've um, if you're a parent or not a parent or just a person, read Boundaries. And if you're a parent, Boundaries with Kids is a great book. Um Keeping yourself refreshed in the Lord is so important to being able to pour out. Because um, I don't know about you guys, but like when I get to the bottom of the barrel, everybody feels it. Um, so I would say yes to that. So good. Livia. Yeah. What's the most difficult part about your day? Uh, uh, maybe challenging. Let's say challenging. 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 Coordinating, um, coordinating, <laughs> coordinating the flow of going to work, dropping off, um, coordinating. So I'm a single mom. I live with my parents. My mom watches my daughter full time for me while I work, and um, so I coordinate a lot of who is has the 
authority, right, in the house. So ultimately, my parents and I have done a really good job communicating that I'm the parent and that they back me up. But when you your child is with someone all day and you transfer the authority over, that's hard to coordinate sometimes, and it doesn't always look pretty, <laughs> and it's kind of a struggle to re like get that grip of that. So the most challenging part, it can come in and out of like, so I've been gone all day, I come in, and now I've asked you to do something, you've been listening to your grandma all day, and now I have to regain that authority. Um, and that that can be that can be tricky. And where I've like, but my authority is my mom too. And now I'm kind of asking, I'm kind of stepping on her toes. And so that that is been tricky to navigate. But we are all pretty good at communicating all of that. So that's good. Communication is key. That's there. very insightful. Mm -hmm. That was really good. Thank you so much, yeah. Olivia. Okay, let's see here. Let me ask. Uh, let me ask Kathy and also uh, Crystal. How can a husband honor his wife as the mother in the home? Well, let's start with Crystal. Okay, how can a husband honor his wife as the mother in the home? How can he honor me as the mother in the home? Um... Do everything I say all the time whenever I say it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just do what you're told and be quiet and put a smile on your face. No. Um, honestly, one of the biggest ways that my husband honors me as the mom of the home is, like I said, we're a house full of boys. And so he honors me by showing my, like I watch him as the father of my children, obviously. And um, it's very honoring to me when he's showing our two young men how to be godly, um, how to honor me as their mother. But also one of the things that I love is um, bragging on him. He's not here, but um, he loves me very well. And he, I love that our boys are growing up with parents who really, like, it's healthy and it's uncomfortable for them sometimes. <laughs> They're like, don't kiss mom, get away, you know. But like, they're growing up seeing, he's, he's modeling for them what, how a good husband treats a wife. And I just feel like that is invaluable um, to them. Like, they might not even mm -hmm. realize it now, but someday when they grow up and they're, um, you know, chasing after their wife and have their wife, they're going to remember, you know, how dad was. So that's really honoring to me. That's good. That's good. you know the the honor for especially for our two girls the the um, way John treats me is setting an example of how they should mm -hmm. I don't want to say expect but yeah. Yeah. expect yeah. their husband to you know respond it's going to look different but yet it's the same concept mm -hmm. and um also I I'd probably want to throw in there the support um of not getting the game going of, well, what did your mom say? You know, and well, go ask your mom, you know, and standing behind what mom said. And if they don't, if dad doesn't agree with it, you don't address it then, you address it at a different time. And because they need to see the unity. You know, I also feel though, I mean, growing up, 
my mom and dad never fought in front of us to say or argued. You could see when they had a disagreement. But in mine and John's marriage, I've been trying to make sure that if something is kind of, tension is started, they need to know how to also bring closure to it. Mm -hmm. And the closure wasn't shown to me as a child. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was one of the the situations for John and I, and we're still, 30 years in, we're still working on because everything is a little different, you know, and okay, this is the way it closes. Because the girls need, and even my older ones who are almost all married, need to see that it happens and you got to set it aside for a moment or you need to work through it so they see the closure. That's good. That's really good. Um, I want to ask this question to Candy. How do you deal with um, the regrets that we all can have as, as a mom? I don't, I only have one that I'm not going to share, but, well, I mean, one that I can really, that hurts my heart, but um, I think if I had a do-over as far as regrets, because I thought about this for a really long time, um, is I wish I would have learned to listen more Mm -hmm. and to ask questions. I had friends that were so good at asking my kids questions, and I would get information, and I'm like, wow, I didn't know that. But just, you know, learning how to ask them questions and then to just really, really listen. And that goes for even now as they're older, that um, you just really need to take the time to listen. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, Lindsay, how do you, or excuse me, when do you draw the line from helping your kids and teaching them responsibility? That's actually been a line that we have been learning, and I am the one who has to learn that. Um, I'm, I don't know, classic do-it-all-for-you kind of mom. And so um, when I had my two littles, they're only 16 months apart, and it was very easy to just pretend that they were twins and do everything for them all the time. And um, it wasn't until recently that I... um, I, I could physically see that that was actually hindering um, my middle child. He, um, I would get him dressed and do all the things for him. So his fine motor skill um, is behind on development. And that was kind of a wake-up call to me to where there is that line and you do have to, to make that conscious decision like, no, actually I'm harming you in the long run by fixing everything for you and I actually do need to pick which things I serve you as a mom and which things I need to teach and train you to do on your own because it's going to be better in the long run that you know how to do this on your own. So that actually is a journey that we're, we're on right now and that I'm little red flags will come up where it's like, nope, step back, let them do it. Yeah, this is going to be a struggle and it's going to be uncomfortable for me. It's really uncomfortable for me to make them learn it, but it's, it's important for them down the road that they know how to do those things. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. Um, I, I want to I wanna just answer this question myself. Um, there was a, there's a person 
in this room that feels like a failure as a parent, as a mom. And the question was, could you share a failure so that it might encourage me that I don't feel like such a failure? You know, we all, as moms, have things that, that we, you know, that we feel like we've failed at. And I could share a whole list of the things that I've done that I regret. Thank God for the cross. I, I mean, honestly, thank God for the cross. And thank God for the Holy Spirit and God's faithfulness that, um, that the ways that I failed my own children, um, that he is working out for good in their lives. So I just want to say, if you are sitting in this room today and you're feeling like a failure as a mom, there is the cross and there is the faithfulness of God, his Holy Spirit working out all these things together for good. Um, I, um, I just I want to encourage you. And, and I just actually want to encourage all of us moms in here that thank God it's not all on us. It really is not. We do have a a responsibility and we all feel that. Do we not all feel that? Moms at home, do you not all feel that heavy sense of responsibility? Yes, yes, we all do. And yet, it is God who is doing the heavy lifting in the lives of our children. And there is redemption. There is redemption. So I, I, I just want to encourage you in that, and I want to ask um, I want to ask one last question: What is your favorite child? No, that's no. <laughs> no, 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 no. That is not what I'm going to ask. <laughs> no. Oh my goodness. Okay. How about this one? Is it hard to keep the house in order? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Okay. It doesn't seem to matter how many kids you have. Yes. Okay. All in all in favor of saying yes to hard. It, it is hard. Raise your hand. Yes. Okay. I don't even have kids at home. And it, right? <laughs> and, it's, oh, and it's still hard. Yes. Definitely. I do want to take some time, and I thank you so much for, for um, you know, sending in these, these questions. They have been so, um, well, helpful, because it's hard to know people. I mean, we don't know each other very well, do we? I mean, do you think to ask somebody, you know, hey, by the way, how's your momming experience going? We don't generally do that. You know why? Because we think everyone else is killing it. But not us, and so there's no way we're going to ask anybody because we already, you know, we already co- often compare ourselves with every other mom out there and every Instagram mom and every face or whatever. You know what I'm saying, right? So, um, but but the point is, is that um, is that God put you with your children for their benefit and for your benefit. He's going to work out. You know that scripture where it says children will be, I mean, uh, the woman will be saved through childbirth? 
Okay, well, it wasn't because of the pain. It was, well, yes, it's, it's the things that work out in us through our parenting and our mothering. So anyway, if you would allow us as, the, as this panel of moms to bless you, can we do that today? Okay, I'm going to ask my, my panel to step up with me to the, to the platform, and we want to bless you. Um, I do feel like I need my notes. Um, I wanted to, um, I just wanted to, I want to pray for a couple of moms out here um, that, first of all, it's just been so hard. It's much harder than everyone said it would be. It's even much harder than than you knew it was going to be. But it's so hard. I want to pray for you. Um, and the other moms or mom in this place with regrets so heavy that it keeps you from seeing yourself the way that God sees you as dearly loved, beloved. And I also want to pray for for you if your mom has gone on to be with the Lord. Because sometimes on days like this, it's it's hard not to feel grief when your mom isn't here on this earth anymore. So would you allow me to do that and let these moms like just lift their hands up and and um, you know let us bless you. Can we do that? If you'll bow your head with me. Father, in Jesus' name, I feel your tenderness right now toward every mom in this room, toward the mom or moms who have so many heavy regrets. They just don't know what to do with them. They don't know how to stop regretting. Father, I pray that, God, you would lead them to the cross of Jesus Christ, that they would allow themselves to be divested of of these things and cleansed and made whole. Father, I pray for those in our midst, those moms who had no idea that it was going to be this hard. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that you would come under those moms. Come under them like a fresh wind, like, a, like being lifted up on the wind. Father, lift their hands, lift their arms, lift their hearts, and encourage them, Father, that it will not always be like this. This is a season of time. Father, I pray that you would strengthen and encourage Lord, I also pray for those moms, those actually not moms, but those people in our midst, God, both men and women, who don't even know what to do with this day because their moms have gone on to be with you. They're no longer on this earth. Father, I pray that, God, you would allow them um, an idea about how to honor their mom, even though she's no longer on this earth. Put a spark in their heart to honor the way that they were mothered. And Father, I thank you for everyone in this place and those that are joining us online. Father,
Father, it's a special day because, God, you made moms. You made moms. And I pray, Father, that your grace will go out, that your grace will be in this place. And, Father, I pray that we, you would help us to honor our moms. And I also want to speak to you this morning. If you have never given your life to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, if, if you recognize that you have the need for a Savior, and that Savior being Jesus Christ, that by his shed blood, you were made, you were cleansed and made whole, and by his resurrection, you were raised up to new life. If that is what you are looking for, that if that's what you know, that's what I need today, then I want to give you that opportunity to come to Christ today. And if you'll just raise your hand right now, if you'll just raise your hand and let me know that today is the day, that's what I need today. If you're at home with us, and you recognize your need for Jesus, I want to acknowledge alongside with you that Jesus is your Savior. And I would love it if you would fill out that online um, connection card that let us know that today you said yes to Jesus. Father, we thank you for all of your grace on us. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for moms. God, we, we lift up this family of God, and we thank you for this, this place that we call House of the Lord. This is our home, and we thank you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen.